Hi guys, and welcome back to Bitch Work Podcast. Today, I think it's episode number five, which is pretty exciting. And I'm here with really, I think, one of my best friends from college. We met literally my first day at Syracuse University, the one, the only, Alana Dunn. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey guys, it's me, Alana. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Alana. So, Alana, why don't you tell the listeners what exactly it is that you do, where you work, and what you do like on a day-to-day at your job. We're just going to jump right into it. For sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. This is like the greatest podcast idea ever. And thank I think you. it's going to help so many people. Thank um, you. So I work at Hinge, the dating app. Uh, I'm their video and content producer. So I'm a part of the marketing team. You literally are the face of Hinge on their Instagram. Any <laughs> video, social media content from Hinge has Alana's face in it. Mm-hmm. And even the stuff that doesn't have my face on it, uh, I was the face behind the scenes making it all. Right. So I feel like your job has like a lot of different aspects to it. Honestly, I don't even think I know every single thing that you do. So I would love to sort of get like more of a breakdown of like everything that you kind of have your hand in, what it means to be on a marketing team, because I know a lot of people who listen are interested in marketing and we have had other producers on the show before like me and Hannah but I feel like you you have your hand in like some other things in the company as well besides just like making videos totally so okay so first I'll start with um all the Instagram related content because we do have a Twitter and Facebook but Instagram's like our heart um and when it comes to content and we obviously have like memes that we post and we'll showcase some of our like funny prompt answers um, and kind of make a bunch of different types of like content buckets for the feed. But our main source of content and heart is within the Instagram stories. Every day there's a different segment that goes up. Some of them I'm on camera for. Some of them it I'm like asking people to talk about a topic and to write in their own experiences um, and like vote on polls that are related to dating. Um, and I really want to get people thinking about what's important to them when it comes to dating and relationships. Um, We're not trying to sell Hinge to anyone on the Hinge Instagram platform. We're more so saying like, hey, Hinge gets it. Dating is hard and we're here for you throughout your dating journey. And we're going to kind of unpack some emotional stuff and we're going to work through things together. So two of our like biggest segments that we do are called Why Though and Zumper Deal. And Why Though, every week I'll I'll pick a different topic to ask people like, why do we do this? Why do people ghost each other? Why are we afraid of commitment? Why? Why do they not text back? Why do they not like us back? Why do we like to play games? Why? Like, why do we stick with like our bad habits and always go after the same people that are wrong for us? Pretty much anything you can possibly think of that you're always asking yourself, why do we do this? Why are we like this? And how do we kind of break the pattern of that? So I'll bring up the topic, I'll kind of share a little bit of my own experiences with it, and then I'll really prompt our followers to engage and um, write in their experiences. So people will DM us, we'll get hundreds of DMs after these, um, after we post these videos, and I'll be talking to people about their past issues with these topics and what they've done to overcome them or how they've gone about it, which is really cool. Um, People are really willing to open up to me and like share their stories and they also like don't really expect Hinge to respond which is cool because mm-hmm. I'll answer them or like they'll write in asking a question that um, relates to something they're going through and I'll answer them and give them my experiences or I try not to give advice because I'm not 
a dating professional. Like right. I, I'm not a therapist. I am not, I don't have a degree in psychology. Um, but I'll always tell people like, Hey, like, I'm not a professional, but like, here's what happened to me in that similar situation. Or I think there are a few different ways you can look at it. So I kind of try and reason with people and help them through their situations just the way I would with, if a friend was coming yeah. to me. Uh, we have a series called Dump Brazil, which is really fun. It's man on the street style. And I'll go into like parks and other places and now all around the country we've been doing. Um, and I'll give scenarios that you would learn about someone as you're dating them. Like they put on dirty underwear after they shower or they, they bring up their ex on the first date oh. or they still live with their parents. Some are silly and some are more serious. Yeah. And based on each scenario, the person I'm interviewing has to decide if they would dump the person because of it or deal with that, deal with it and why. Um, and it's really fun. Yeah. It's really funny. So both of those series, you are on camera, mm -hmm. you're handling the recording, I assume like with someone's help, but like under your organization, mm -hmm. um, you do the editing for it yep. and then you also handle all of the engagement afterwards. Yeah. I'm completely like a one man show. I come up with all the ideas. I, um, will like write out a loose script if I need to, I'll come up with the dumper, dumper deal scenarios. Um, until recently I was also filming myself, um, for why though I would literally put a camera up on a tripod. <laughs> um, I just hired a production, a production assistant, shout out Felicia, you're great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really like a one man show from conception to execution, which is really cool. And it's a really unique opportunity, especially at like a growing company to be able to have all of that creative control. Um, and it's like, if I come up with a segment idea, I'll pitch it to my team. They're like, yeah, this sounds great. Try it out. Like, right. no one's ever been like, no, that's a stupid idea. Or like, no, there's no need for that. And also because I assume that like trying out these new ideas isn't super costly. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of like, sure, why not? Like, exactly. let's give it a go. Like I, we launched two new segments recently. One is called asking for a friend. Um, because people will, like I said, DM in questions about their dating lives all the time. And I wanted to kind of like shine a light on those questions because Usually, if you're going through something, chances are so many other people are also going through it. Yeah. So I created Asking for a Friend, where um, if someone DMs me a question, then I'm like, wow, like this is actually a really good question. I don't know the answer, but I'd love to share it as a segment next and week. And see how people reply. Yep. And then nice. suddenly we have our entire community helping each other through their dating situations, yeah. which is so cool and so special. Cool. And it, it's really powerful to see how people are able to work through their things because these strangers that they don't know that just happen to also follow Hinge are like pouring their hearts yeah. out and helping I think other. your job is so interesting because a lot of people, you know, have this idea about what a social media position is. Like mm -hmm. it's creating memes, it's writing captions, but like this just shows that there's so many other facets of being on a quote unquote social media person and like how many different ways you can be involved in social media. Like the engagement and like, replying to dms is something that, like i'm sure a lot of brands don't really put that much emphasis on so that's really special and i think that's really cool that you get to like really kind of create a community within your job as opposed to just like posting a funny meme and like seeing how many people engage with their friends on exactly. that post exactly and i mean i still do like i have to come up with memes all the time and coming up with memes is so difficult <laughs> like it is not an easy thing to do i think it's one of the hardest parts of my job but um, yeah, going back to what you were saying with engaging and responding to DMs, I think this is actually the most important part of my yeah. job because there are people I've been talking to for almost a year now like who will keep coming back like, and they, they confide in Hinge and they look to Hinge to help them through their situations. And it's like they 
they, I don't know. It's like that trust that they've been able to establish between like this themselves and this brand. Yeah. The fact that they have a question in dating and they turn to Hinge and Hinge can help them. I think that is so unique and so special. And I really think that's the most important part of my job is like maintaining these connections and establishing new ones with people. Totally. So then apart from Instagram, Mm -hmm. what's like the next sort of thing that you're, you're, you work on in your job? So as I said, I'm part of the marketing team. Um, and we are a super creative team. We're a small team. We're only seven people. So we're super small. We all are really passionate about everything we're doing. And, um, we're constantly doing like partnerships and launching new campaigns. We just launched a really cool brand campaign, um, with our new mascot, Hingy. Um, they're all over the subways, billboards, TV commercials. And it was really cool to like kind of help work on that project too. And, um, anytime anyone on my team does any, pretty much anything, um, everyone's opinions are involved. We're all going back and forth, um, giving our insight and helping each other, um, make the best possible outcome of whatever it is we're working on. So I really like dip my toes into everything. Um, another really cool thing is that, so for those of you who are familiar with Hinge, we have the prompt questions within our profiles Mm -hmm. and I have helped make a bunch of those prompts, which Which ones do you come up with? Really cool. Ooh. Because I switch my prompts out all the time. Yeah, me too. I so Currently, one of my prompts is, let's debate this topic. Do you think John Mayer will ever be in a relationship again? That's amazing. Thank you. And That's I've gotten so a great. lot of replies on it. Yeah, if any of you are on Hinge, I would 100% say that make sure your prompts, like your answers to them are conversation starters. Don't just like, it's like, oh, don't hate me if I walk slow. Like no one's going to respond to that. Right. You have to... Like, the do you agree or disagree or, like, let's debate this topic or two truths and a lie, anything that opens up an easy way for someone to respond is 100%, like, going to give you more opportunities to talk to people. Prompts I recently worked on. Um, I'm the type of texter who... Oh. Another one. Oh, my biggest date fail, which I think is so funny. We have a segment on Instagram called Date Fails where people actually submit their personal date fails and um, we'll reach out to them and have them actually record a video. Um, And it's really cool to just see everyone coming together around the fact that dating is hard and we all have really shitty experiences sometimes, but like you might think you've gone on the worst date ever. Nope. Like this other person has. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like that really covers like, unless you think there's anything outstanding that else you want to mention about what you do day to day in your job. But I feel like that kind of covered like what you currently do. Totally. Okay, great. So I feel like your job is like really all encompassing. Like you seem like you have a very unique social media job. Whereas I think a lot of other people, I think a lot of people assume a lot of things about jobs in social media. Yeah. But I think that yours is super unique. And like, like I said before, shows that you can do lots of different things with an Instagram account. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool. Now I want to talk to Alana about the journey to how she got here, which is is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on so badly because I love your journey and it has lots of different steps and phases and Alana is like so brilliant when it comes to internships. Like I literally asked her every question ever when I was getting internships. Like Alana's a year older than me and she always had like the sickest, coolest, most amazing experiences and I would ask her for advice all the time on my internships. Like I think any email I ever sent, it like would go past Alana like, show me make my resume you would make resumes for people in college like you were just like the internship 
guru yep. literally like yep. you've had so many internships so i'd like to so say, many unpaid internships no, no, no. so many so many unpaid internships and shockingly you didn't start in social media you had a completely different career path you moved on from that you completely switched careers and i just think all of these things would be super super helpful to really anyone so let's start off with your first internship ever and you can also kind of talk about like where you started and how it wasn't social media. Yeah. So I went to Syracuse with Jordan. I was studying television, radio, film, and I minored in music business. And I didn't even know, like Syracuse had one of the best music business programs in the country. Yeah. And I didn't even ever think that like, oh wow, like music industry, like that could be my career path. I was obsessed with music. Like music was my life. And I never once thought, hey, maybe I can go work in the music industry. Right. Until I was trying to pick a minor that made sense with television, radio, film. And I was, like, going to do psychology. I was going to do writing. I, like, and then I saw that, like, music business was on the list. And I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Yeah, I should definitely do this. So I, Did you ever, like, wish you'd just swapped into Bandier? No. I'm so thankful that I didn't. And I actually think that I ended up learning a lot more than the people who were just in the music program. Because I learned – I took the main, like, most important classes that they took – And I also learned this whole other set of skills that, so leading into my internships, um, I was able to combine my passions for music and my love for being behind the camera. Um, So I was applying to like production internships and I saw this internship at Z100. Last minute, I think it was already, school had ended, the semester was over and Mm -hmm. I didn't have like an internship in the, the industry or whatever. And I applied to this job at Z100. I remember changing my resume. Um, it was a, it was an internship for Elvis Duran Z100 morning show. Mm-hmm. I changed my name at the top of my resume to be Alana Dunn and the Z100. Uh, Elvis, oh, and the Z morning zoo. Elvis Duran zoo. I don't know. I'm not from New York. <laughs> I changed my Z100 name. Z100 is the New York radio station. I grew up yeah. with Q102 yeah. in Philly. I, so I don't know. I literally put my name into their logo and had that at the top of my resume. I changed. You're so good at that stuff. I changed my resume to be their colors, their fonts, their branding. I wanted to stand out. They like in the applicate in the um, job posting. It said like, if you are not outgoing, do not bother applying to this job. And I was like, I'm outgoing. You I'm going to show them that I'm outgoing. So um, I guess my resume got their attention. And um, I got I got an interview. I remember doing an interview on the side of a road at a highway rest stop. I was going to um, University of Maryland to visit a friend. Um, and it was like, my friend was in the car during this interview, and I was so anxious. Which, like, I probably wouldn't recommend. Don't do that. Definitely don't do that. And it wasn't even, like, a good friend. It was just, like, <laughs> like we were both going to visit our mutual friends, so we decided to drive together. Um, and I'm just, like, in the car doing this interview next to her. We, I hang up. I'm like, that was awful. Let's go. Let's get to Maryland. Let's party. I need to forget about that. Yeah. And 20 minutes later, I got an email that I got the job. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it was so crazy. It ended up. I ended up not working for... Um, the Elvis Duran show though I ended up just working for Z100 in their content for Z100 in their content department and so I get there on my first day I was prepared to be getting coffees for people I was so nervous um and yeah I I was expecting to be getting coffee all day doing all the bitch work all the bitch work over to my boss and he's like all right we're going up to power 1051 at 9 30 you're gonna photograph Wiz Khalifa and then we have Demi Lovato coming in at like 12 you have to film that interview and then 
Um, we have Jesse McCartney at four. You're going to film that interview at Z. And um, if you can have all of that edited and sent to me for approval by the end of the day, then you need to get it up on the website and then you're good to go. Questions? And I was like, what? what? <laughs> I was Your like, first internship ever. Ever, ever, That's ever. That's insane. I have no words. I was like, you're joking, right? That's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, your resume did have like... It was the perfect combination of what they wanted you yeah, to do. Yeah, I loved music. I wanted to be behind the camera. And I, yeah, I don't know how I got that job. But thank God I did. Um, and it was the best summer ever. I was, it was, it was all so surreal. So after that, went back to school, was like, hell yeah, I want to work in the music industry for life. Mm-hmm. Um, right when I got back to school, we had our, our fall concert, Juice Jam. And I remember my Juice Jam freshman year, I had gotten an email while I'm like in the crowd having the time of my life I got an email from the Daily Orange our newspaper Newspaper. saying that I got accepted to um for my first photography project so I got that email and I like started crying I was like oh my god like they're gonna let me like photograph for them this is insane fast forward I ended up photographing Juice Jam next like the following year Mm -hmm. suddenly I'm like on stage with Kendrick Lamar and I'm like I can get used to this. Okay, yeah. I want to be a concert photographer. Right. Yeah. Um, at which point I started reaching out to bands and venues and offering to help and to shoot their shows just for free because I wanted to gain experience. I wanted to get connections. So it was like, I had like 17 side jobs at one point because I just wanted to have more experience. I wasn't getting paid for anything, but I wanted to get my name out there. I wanted to build a portfolio. Yeah, that's what I did. And it, it really worked. Um, so that was sophomore year no that internship my my z100 internship was after my sophomore year i didn't have an internship after my freshman year which is very normal yeah so normal i was a lifeguard so normal yeah so i went so this is my junior year now i went abroad um to los angeles california Woo! so not really abroad yeah i did a semester in la which is what i did i did that too that's when Mm -hmm. i worked at e um but i did it my senior year yeah so part of the semester was that you had to have an internship Um, I ended up being me and being an overachiever and needing to like be a part of everything. Oh my God. And you had two internships. I had two internships. I was working between the two. Okay. So my first internship was at MTV. Um, I was a production intern or a video intern, um, at, for MTV news. And my second internship, um, because I got along with the iHeartRadio people in New York so well, they recommended me to iHeartRadio in LA. So now suddenly I'm in the production content department at Kiss FM in LA. Again, amazing. So So I know that a lot of people are going to ask, and like I think this is one of the best parts about the podcast, is explaining like how you got those internships. So obviously the iHeartRadio one was a recommendation because I'm assuming you kept in contact with your bosses and kept a relationship with them when you were at Z100. Yeah, so when I... So since I was up at Syracuse, whenever I'm from like right outside of New York City, so whenever I would come home, I would reach out to my boss and say, hey, if you need any, like a set of extra hands, I'm home for Thanksgiving. If you need Mm -hmm. a set of hands, I'm home for a month from December to January. And because of that, I ended up being asked back to film Jingle Ball. Right. Um, And I filmed all the backstage interviews at Jingle Ball, which was the craziest experience of my entire life. Um, And yeah, every single time I was home, I was offering myself back up. I didn't want them to forget about me. Like, obviously I was an intern. I wasn't the most important person in the building by any means, but I wanted to be like the most important intern. Yeah. Like in, inexpensive and disposable. What's the word? Indisposable. I think inexpensive both. Both. I think both of them. I, 
I needed them to need me. So, and so you you got the iHeartMedia because you like stayed in contact. Yeah. And that was, how and did I, you get MTV? So honestly, and this never happens, I applied online to the black hole. Expected okay. to hear nothing. It, it never, ever, 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 ever works. Um, and I heard back from them and they were interested. And I was like, whoa, did not see that coming. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, no like special tricks there. But one thing I actually I'll get to this when I talk about jobs, my like strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was working like seven days a week because they both required like weekend work for events. I was um, shooting shows at night. I helped out with Coachella, um, the VMAs, MTV Movie Awards, so many things. I got so much exposure and it was amazing. And in those jobs, in both, you were pretty much like filming interviews, taking pictures, yep. not necessarily like. It was a different, it's a different side of the music industry. It's more yeah. of the like. It's the content promo- side. The content promotion side of the music industry, not like management or A&R or things right. like that, but like working for promotions yeah. and things. And, and like I said, it was combining my passions of like my camera and music and I felt like I was on top of the world in every single thing that I was doing and I couldn't believe that these were jobs that people had. Like right. I looked up to my bosses and like, oh my God, you guys are geniuses. Yeah. Um, like this is exactly what I want to be doing. And it was really crazy because going into college and in my first year, like I did not know that that was a thing that anyone could do. But like, think about it. Anytime you've ever watched a performance or watched an interview or seen a picture of any artist anywhere, like there are so many people doing the work behind that. And I was like, this is what I need to be doing. Like I fell in love with musicians and bands and music because of all of the content that I was able to see that like made me feel connected to them. And I was like, I want to help people fall in love with music the same way I did. So had those two internships, came back to New York, and I wanted to see what the other side of music was like. So when I came back to New York, it was with Capitol Records. Um, and so we've moved from radio stations <laughs> to now a record label. Yep. Um, Hollywood, baby. So <laughs> I was working in A&R, um, like finding new talent. And artists and repertoire. Is it repertoire? Yeah. I know. I always thought it was representation. Artisan repertoire. Are you sure it's not representation? I don't, I don't want to embarrass myself now. Though that would make more sense. Artisan repertoire. Oh my this God. This is the official number record label that is responsible for talent scouting and the artistic and commercial development of the recording artists. Well, damn. I'm an idiot. So this was definitely a less glamorous internship. Um, it was a lot more, not necessarily bitch work, but like bottom of the totem pole work. Like I would have to spend hours a day like pulling numbers and streams and sales and um followers and subscribers and just like keeping track of all that and prepping my team for meetings so there were a lot of numbers and all that work is so important like it is stuff that the team needs to see every single day um you need to be tracking artists you need to be knowing exactly how people are doing especially if you're looking into signing them um, but I really wasn't happy doing that work. It, I did not do one single creative thing that entire summer and like it, great company, great people. But I knew that that was not for me. I was like, mm-hmm. I have to get a camera back in my hands somehow. Um, so I think I started working for a band that summer cause they had a, a bunch of shows in New York city. So I reached out to them and I was like, Hey, like, let me be your photographer for free. Like I said, did yeah. that a bunch. Um, and that just like kind of kept me going. Um, right. Which I think is also a great learning lesson. Like sometimes you do have to do an internship that you are going to end up not liking to figure out what you actually want to do. 1,000%. Like 
that's why I think it's fine to not like get your dream internship. Like if you're like, oh, I think I'm interested Mm -hmm. in marketing, but I don't really know. I'm going to try it. Like good for you. Go for it. And like, it's okay if you don't like an internship. That's why people do internships to learn if they actually like this thing. Totally. And I, I used to have such big ideas about like, I need to work at this company. I need to get an internship on that team at that company. And like, not to any company in specific that I worked at, but I very much learned that there is no such thing as a dream company. Um, they don't exist. It could be the coolest company you've ever heard of, uh, that you've heard amazing things about. They do amazing work. But at the end of the day, it's the job itself. And it's how you feel in that job if you're happy with the work that you're doing. Um, there is literally no such thing as a dream company to work for. It, it all comes down to the role. Well, you know what they say, you can have everything. You just can't have it all at once. True. So went back to school for senior year. And the one thing about music and like the entertainment industry in general is you can't apply in the fall for a job for when you graduate. Yes. You can't even apply in the spring for a job for when you graduate. Yep. So it was really hard. And was, this is the same for TV yeah, and media. It was really hard. I was living in a, a house with 35 other girls who were applying to jobs and getting jobs in September and October. And I was like, well... I guess I have to be applying now, even though I knew not a single person was going to talk to me until I was literally graduated. So I had a really hard time on my job search because I was spending so much time applying when there was no reason for me to be. Um, But I ended up graduating, not having a job. And I was like, how is this possible? I did everything right. Like I worked so hard. I made so many connections, had so many contacts, got my foot in every possible door. How could I not have a job? And it was really upsetting. It was really frustrating. It was really hard. But I ended up I ended up getting an internship for the summer. Um, I interned at Billboard. I was in their video department. And again, that was another company that I had my eyes set on. Like, Billboard is the content hub mm-hmm. um, for artists and for musicians. And I was like, how could I not work at Billboard? Of course I have to, like, right. spend a little time at Billboard. So totally no shame at all and not having a job when you graduate and taking or, an internship and taking an internship because if anything you get to learn again like in a short period of time if whether or not it's something you want to be doing and whether or not it's a company you want to be working at it also helps with the transition of moving to a city getting an apartment and kind of just like getting settled in this new world like post-grad right at the same time I started managing an artist a girl from my town who is so incredible she's like the future Nora Jones of the world she's amazing shout out Lauren um and again so I was like learning more things I was still making resumes for people um I was like booking shows for this girl because I didn't know how to book shows I was like I want to learn how to book shows I'm Mm -hmm. gonna go book shows Um, I think what's so great about Alana is like she takes just any opportunity that comes your way really and like it's that's how you become like a master at so many different things because not everyone's going to give you a chance. You make those opportunities for yourself mm-hmm. and that is what makes you stand out among the rest. Like it's the same way as like if you want to be a writer, you have to write. If you want to be a video producer, you have to make videos. Like you managing bands, taking photos for people, um, for bands for free and doing things outside of your internship, outside of what anyone would expect you to do mm-hmm. is what take someone over the edge as an intern, as an employee, as someone just like in the music industry. Totally. And you're not going to know how to do something until you do it and you learn how to do it. And that's what I realized. Like if I was seeing things on job descriptions that I didn't know how to do. And I was like, wait, like, well, I like this job. I'm interested. I know I can do this. Let me go 
try and do it so I can learn how and then I can confidently tell these people, yeah, I am qualified for this job. Um, so what I ended up doing that whole summer, which if you guys are applying for jobs or if you're graduating soon or even applying for internships, I 1000% recommend doing this. I made a, I wrote down every single company that I would possibly want to work for, every single job that I would possibly want to have. And then I made a whole Excel spreadsheet. I wrote down if I knew anyone at that company or if I knew someone who might know someone. Um, and then I was like, if I reached out to them yet, if I was going mm-hmm. to reach out to them, if they responded. I think you told me about this and I think I made one of those too, but I just forgot about it. Yeah. I just remembered. If I was going to get coffee with them, if there were any jobs that I wanted to ask them about that like were posted. Um, another thing I did, so I, I really just forced myself to be on top of my shit. And another way I did that was every single company that I had in this list, I had bookmarked their job board on their website and I had a folder called check every day of (laughs) all of these job websites. Um, And I would check first thing in the morning and before I went to bed. That way, if something was put up at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, overnight, I wanted to be the first person to see it. So yeah. then I could be the first person to apply. I could be the first person to reach out and get on top of it, whether I'm reaching out to someone on the team or someone in HR. Like, I never applied to a job without reaching out to people at that company. And how did you find the people to reach out to? LinkedIn. Um, I looked at who currently had the position um, or who was in a similar role like on the team um, or HR, definitely. Um, and so that was, I think, something that really helped me. And again, like, it still took all summer to get a job. Like I didn't have, like I was still at this internship and had I gotten a job offer, I probably would have left. Um, but it made me feel confident that if I saw the right job, I would have a better chance at getting it. And that was another big thing for me. I wanted the right job. Time to get into my fir- how I got my first job. I was interviewing for a position at Sony, um, at Sony Music. I think it was Urban Marketing Um, I forgot what label, but I had a phone call. It went well. I was scheduling like an in-person interview. Um, I wasn't super excited about the job, but it was at a record label and I either wanted to work at a label or in at a radio station. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. Like maybe I'll end up loving it. Don't like, I'm not the biggest urban music fan, but it's a great job. So I then one morning I, when I checked my check every day list, I saw that a creative services coordinator role opened up. One more thing about me was I know going into the music industry, you're 99% going to start as an assistant. Mm-hmm. I know myself. I know I would have been the world's worst assistant ever <laughs> and the world's most miserable assistant ever. Because like I said, like I need to be doing something creative. The job description was everything I could have possibly wanted. And I was already interviewing for this other like marketing position at Sony. And I immediately emailed the HR person I was in touch with saying, hey, I still totally want to be considered for the current role I'm interviewing for, but I just saw this job open up and I really think like this is the most perfect position ever for me. I would love to be considered for both if that's possible. By the end of the day, I had an in-person interview scheduled with um, the person who ended up being my boss. Um, you have to ask for what you want. Yeah. my The best lesson I've ever been taught was from my mom. If you don't ask, you don't get. Mm-hmm. And that is... The reason I ended up getting all these jobs and all of the experiences I had and all the things I was able to learn how to do was because I put myself in the position to, I asked, I, I literally asked for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm here, put me to work. Um, but yeah, so that's how I got my first job at Sony. I was there for two years. 
Yeah. Yeah. So what were you doing? What were you doing at Sony? Just brief description. Yeah, I was doing graphic design, video editing, um, making a lot of like social media posts, cutting down music videos for TV commercials, making billboards, um, all that stuff. This is when Alana, like, I guessed switched careers because this was your last job you ever had in music. And Mm -hmm. I think this part of your story is what makes it even more interesting because you had such a passion and such a love for music and you still do. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes, like, you have to make a change for your, the betterment of yourself and like the, and for the better of your career and like learning more. And I also think just like the more technical aspect of it, of like, actually quitting a job is so scary like I think you're one of the only people I know who like ever quit their job yeah so I'd really love to hear about like that experience and then why you decided to like switch fields and like how that all kind of went down and yeah yeah so I after about a year in my role I realized I wasn't really learning anything anymore which for me like I really liked my job I loved my team they're like the most amazing people ever but I didn't feel like I was being pushed and I didn't feel like there was much room to grow in that role and like at the company at the time. And so I knew I wanted to do something else and I also at the same time wanted to get into management. So I started managing a band on the side. Um, And long story short, I was like gonna move to LA with them. I was gonna get a job in management and um, leave my job and leave New York. And I had a really hard time coming to terms with leaving New York. Um, even though I always knew LA was on the radar, I always knew that like to get to this next step in my career, I may have to go there. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just like couldn't come to terms with leaving my whole life behind because for my I career. Yeah, because Jordan was here. She always <laughs> said if I moved, she was a few months behind no, me. No, literally. Because like, also when I moved to New York, I just had such a hard time like getting used to like my new life. Mm-hmm. And like you were like just something that felt so comfortable to me. And if Alana moved to LA, and I and I'd already <laughs> wanted to move to LA, so I was like, if Alana moves, like I'm out. Yeah, she's like, I'm right behind you. Um, so yeah, I, I was having a hard time in my job. I wasn't I wasn't happy. I wasn't excited to go to work every day. And then I decided to not move to LA with this band. I wasn't gonna manage them anymore. Um, and I I just started to like fall out of love with music to a point where I never wanted to listen to music anymore. I stop checking new music Friday. I didn't, I couldn't tell you the last time I'd gone to a concert. Like music started to become something I hated. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I was so closely involved with so many different aspects of it that it really just felt so political. And it It took the magic away. It took the magic away completely. And I realized at that point, like, I don't want to hate music. Like this is something I love. Like I wanted to build a career out of it because of how much I loved it. And now I'm sitting here like at a dream job. And now I'm sitting here at this amazing company that I like always dreamed of working at, at this awesome job. That was a dream job for me. And I hate every single thing about music. (laughs) Hate. Like music was like the devil to me. (laughs) Like I hated music. It was so sad. And I I knew I needed to get out and do something different. And I didn't know what that different thing was going to be. Um, I was applying to the most random selection of jobs. I was applying to like, I I thought about going back to school. I thought about going to teaching. You were going to be a nutritionist. Yeah, I was going to be a nutritionist and personal trainer. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, I applied to work at a pasta company. Luckily, thank God, like I found this Hinge opportunity um, through someone I knew who was working with Hinge at the time, like um, as like one of Hinge's clients at the time, um, saw this job posting and was like, Alana, 
you need this, you need this job. This job needs you. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. And it was so funny because like no one, I don't think anyone ever like aspires to work at a dating app. Mm. Maybe some people do. I don't know. I but don't know. I was like, this would be really funny if I worked at Hinge. And like I was on Hinge at the time. All of my friends were on Hinge. I definitely believed in Hinge over the other dating apps out there. And I would always the person in my friend group that everyone goes to for like dating advice. Yeah, along with Alana being like an overachiever in the internship world, you also a good dater. I'm a good dater. I'm a good dater. Um, Which like I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm open to meeting new people and to like going and ha- having fun and just seeing what happens. So I was like, this is a really, really cool thing and I'm going to go for it. Um, so I ended up meeting up with the creative director who was per- like the hiring manager for this job. We hit it off um, and I came in for an interview a few weeks later. Then I had to um, record a video talking about any topic in dating. Um, and I did. But what did you do with your application, Alana? What did I do with my application? You made it look like a Hinge profile. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I made my cover. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> so I made my cover letter. Oh, yeah. So I did the same thing I did with the Z100 job because... I was like, I want this so badly. So I changed my resume to be in like their brand format. I put my name into their logo, um, again, just to stand out. And then my cover letter, I made my cover letter a Hinge profile. So I literally used their platform and their entire brand to tell them what I wanted them to know about myself that made me qualified for the job. Thank you for remembering of that. Of course. Uh, what would I do without you? I don't know. And... I think that, like, totally blew them away because who does that? Literally nobody. Yeah, yeah. one of um, the questions we got for you was, like, how to make your resume stand out. And, like, there you go. Yeah, show them that you want the job by paying attention to, like, their brand, their colors, their – if you can even get their fonts, you can screenshot any font and put it into, like, a font generator matcher, and it'll tell you exactly what to download um, for free sometimes. <laughs> but um, – yeah, I just knew that like people are looking for people to stand out. Like I, I've been in a position before where I had to like help pick like the next intern or the next person for my job, and I was given like two hundred resumes, and I'm looking through them like these people are all qualified. Like how yeah. I need someone to jump out and show me that they want this job. So I would really, 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 really recommend doing that. Um, and. Yeah, so then I recorded a video. I talked about like, getting ready for a first date. I also showed them how much I was familiar with Hinge. I um, talked about like Hinge dates I had gone on and like a conversation I was having with someone. Um, and it, I made it as creative as possible. Yeah. And you really showed them that you care and like love the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's the like most important thing you can do is like not only show them why you're qualified, but show them why you care and yeah. why they should care about you. So let's backtrack for one second. I just want to quitting quickly so, touch on you quitting your job. Yes. So I got the job offer. I was over the moon excited. Um, and I was really nervous about quitting my job. I didn't want any hard feelings. I didn't want to upset anyone. Because like, what if one day you want to go back to the music industry? Totally. And I, like, I still may. That I'm not closing the door on that. I, Proud to report, I love music again, guys. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Because I ha- go to a lot of concerts, and, like, Alana has to join me on yeah, some of them. We're, we're good. I we're love music We're going to Jonas Brothers concert literally in a week. Yep. In, like, five days. Yeah. I can't wait. I um, can't wait. So, yeah, I was really, really nervous, but I pulled my manager aside, and I he immediately was like, uh-oh. Because right. I never was like, hey, can we chat? 
Um, and he was immediately like, no. Like, we we got into this little room. He's like, don't do this, Lana. I know what you're about to do. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. I'm like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And he's like, you're doing it. I'm like, I know. Um, But he was really, really understanding and supportive. And I, so I told him and... um, What did you say? I was like, so... Okay, so here's, here's the thing about my situation. Like, my... My bosses could tell I wasn't happy. Yeah. Um, they, I was having a really hard time in general. They also knew I was, like, maybe going to leave for L.A. Like, there were a lot of things going on where, like, I, they knew I was having a really hard time on a day-to-day basis, and everyone could see that I was unhappy there, um, which, sad. Like, that was sad. But um, I said I was – I so the unique thing for me was that I wasn't leaving Sony to go to another record label, and that's right. something that a lot of people do, and that's where it gets a little messy. But for me, I was like, I – Honestly, like, I've had such a great experience here, but I think I need to do something totally different. Yeah. And I Which feel- is, like, honestly, just, like, better, I'm sure, as an employer. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're like, oh, sorry, like, I got this better deal at our competitor. It's like, I need to do this right. for me. Exactly. And they were so... He was he was so understanding and receptive to that. And then I had to go and tell um, the head of my team, the VP of marketing, and I went to her office. And, um, yeah, I was, I was more nervous to talk to her. Um, cause again, like head of my team mm-hmm. and I said the same exact thing to her. I was like, I, I like feel, I hate that I'm saying this. I hate that I'm doing this. I've had such an amazing two years here, but I really think like for me, I need a complete life change right mm-hmm. now and I need to be doing something totally like unfamiliar and different and like it, I, I need to leave music right now. And she was so supportive and understanding there wasn't like a single negative feeling towards right. me that I could tell. Like, no one's the same job forever. Exactly. And, like, you're going to have to have hard conversations with your bosses, whether it's about salary or um, needing to take time off for, like, a personal reason or, like, wanting a different position or wanting to, like, move up. Um, those conversations are going to have to happen. And honestly, like, I think the most important thing you could do is start having conversations with your managers. Like, ask to have one-on-ones and mm-hmm. to be like, hey, like, I, I'm happy in my position right now, but I think, like, in the next six months, I'm going to want to take on more responsibility or, like, I do see myself, like, growing to a point where I'm ready for, like, whatever's next. And yeah. I wanted to put that on your radar and, like, talk about how we can get me there. Yeah. Because... Hopefully here. Here. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'd love to stay here, but I, I do feel like I'm ready for whatever's next. And I think that is the best possible thing you could do for yourself because... Like, you need to advocate for yourself. Your boss isn't going to be sitting there, like, thinking, like, oh, one of my, like, 74 employees, like, is ready for what's next. Like, they're thinking about a million different things, and you need to advocate for yourself. You need to, like, show them and tell them that you're ready for what's next. Because also, even just starting that conversation does tell them that, like, you've reached this next right. level. Because then, like, let's say there's a promotion within the company. They're going to be like, oh, I know that Alana wants this. Whereas mm-hmm. before, they're like, I don't even... What Does Alana even care? Right, exactly. And they can also, like, start putting more things on your plate that way or, like, like bringing you into bigger projects or, like, taking... Or, like, giving you a different role yeah. in something to kind of see if you are fit for whatever position might come next. And sometimes, I guess, that isn't possible in your current role. Like... There is nothing else that they can give you, and there is nothing else that they can do, even though they might want to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you're like, all right, I guess it's time for me to do something else. Right. And at, at which point, then you go look for other jobs. And then when you have this conversation, it's not, you're not blindsiding your manager or your boss or your company because you already told them, like, hey, like, I, 
I did tell you like I wanted to be doing more and this opportunity came up and it's like too good to pass up and like I've had a really great experience here but I am going to take this other opportunity and um like thank you for all that you taught me exactly yeah yeah Honestly, you've answered all the questions that I personally got, like, through my Instagram. I feel like you gave so many good tips and pointers, and, like, I didn't even have to, like, they just came out of your mouth. Also, like, for anyone who's listening to this, if you are interested in working in, like, a tech startup space or in the music industry or you just have questions for me, like, feel free to reach out. I... I joke that another one of my side jobs is being a career counselor. Mm-hmm. Talk to so many people about their careers and their jobs and getting internships. And um, I'm more than happy to help you guys. Um, I love doing that. I know there were so many people that helped me when I was going through my journey. And I wouldn't have gotten to where I was without them. So I'm always, always, always willing to talk to you and help you. So feel free to reach out any questions you have um, after listening to this or any questions you might come up with. Um, definitely let me know. Yes. You can follow her at Alana Dunn, and also you can follow Hinge to see Alana's face all the time. This was literally the easiest podcast I ever could have recorded because, like, you tell Alana to talk about jobs and, like, she just goes off. Like, it's really, like, I think one of your biggest passions is, like, getting jobs. Getting jobs and helping and, other people get jobs. Yes, and, like, getting internships. Yeah. It's like a game. I wish I could go back and be an intern forever. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't, but... But kind of. <laughs> um, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful. I'm sure that it was because Alana is just so knowledgeable in this area. Um, don't forget to follow Bitchwork Podcast on Instagram to ask future guest questions to see Alana's Instagram takeover because now we do that. We have all of our guests do IG takeovers when their episode goes live. So Alana is going to do a whole Instagram takeover for us when this episode is up. So go check that out. Um, also follow me on Jordan Rebecca, my Instagram and also my YouTube channel, because why not? If you like this, you'll probably like that stuff too. And that's it. I hope you all enjoyed this and I will talk to you guys next Tuesday when we have another amazing, unique, wonderful guest. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for coming. Bye guys. Bye.